I finally decided that I'm going to take my life back. Like nothing concerning my life had gone the way that I needed it to or how I felt like it should. And I finally said, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I put my life on hold all of those years because I, you know, wanted to be that wife. I wanted to be that, you know, that person who did everything right. And, you know, I tried so long to keep it all together. But finally, I mean, you just have, you end up saying, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't continue having this mask and, you know, have this pretty perfect face, you know, have this beautiful body, have all the right things, you know, hair is done, makeup is done, you know, ooh, look at me, I'm a wonderful wife, ooh, I'm a wonderful friend, you know, all of these things, and behind this mask was this ugly, ugly person, and not to say that what was going on, you know, with me, like, I was an ugly person, but what I was dealing with was ugly, and I could no longer manage to keep that mask on, like it, that my arm was getting too heavy to hold it in front of my face. Hey queens, yeah you, you know who you are. God, come on, go ahead and put that crown on your head. Now tilt a little to the left, now a little to the right. Perfect, now let's get to work. Cause we know you got big goals and you got big dreams and not afraid to let them know. But cause you step into your purpose, you speak out on your faith, and you shift up in your journey. Cause you a boss. Welcome to the podcast, Drop the Expiring Act with your host Belly of QueenBayGoals.com. Reminding you that you are a queen before anything else. It's your life and your goals. Make it royal. Alright y'all, go ahead and work that crown. Are you being kind to yourself? It's a simple question that I'd like you to ponder. Are you being kind to yourself? In this week's episode, we're talking about dropping trauma for triumph, and we're starting with the quote of the podcast versus ending with the quote of the podcast. And Sean K., our guest this week's quote was, Be kind to yourself. So it's a simple question, and I'm asking you, are you being kind to yourself? Take a listen to this week's episode, Dropping Trauma for Triumph. Hey, Queen Bays. Welcome to another episode of the Drop the Aspiring Act podcast. Today, we are talking with Sean K of the Sean K Collective, who also has a podcast, and I want to get it right. It's Lipstick Coffee Jesus, because it's it's all about the lipstick, all about the coffee, and all about our Lord. So... Before we get into all the goodness, let's hear from Sean K. So Sean K, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, goodness. So I'll, I'll give you the bio that people like to hear, and then I'll kind of give you what uh, every you know what I feel is most important. So I am a business owner, entrepreneur. Um, I would like to call myself a parallelpreneur because I have four businesses. So I have the uh, Sean K Collective, which is my coaching and consulting business. Mm-hmm. I have Sean K Publishing, which is a publishing company uh, for women and minorities. Then I have uh, Lipstick Coffee Jesus, which is a, a podcast, but also a coffee and tea company. And then a real estate company with my husband called The Corrala Team. So I have four different businesses. But um, what I would like to say is, to be honest, the thing that matters the most to me is I'm a Christian, I'm a mom, and I'm a wife. I mean, right. I think that's all that matters. <laughs> 
let's talk about your businesses because when I was looking at your intro, you were one of the longest aspirers and yours said you were aspiring for 19 years. Because I think the one after you was like 10 years. So can you tell us what was going on in that 19 years? Yeah, so um, I have military parents and like any great military parents, you know, they love structure. They, you know, it's boom, boom, boom. You're going to do <laughs> way. You see what I'm saying? So you finish high school, you go to college, after college, potentially get your master's degree, all the while you're working. And, you know, that's how life goes because that's how, you know, they did it. Um, however, life was not necessarily like that for me. Um, I completely did everything differently than what, you know, than what they would have thought that I should have, which is okay. I mean, we're all on the same page now, but it wasn't always like that. And so um, I put aside wanting to be an entrepreneur. I knew from uh, very early that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I also knew that, you know, the way to go was kind of go to college and do these different things. Well, of course, my unconventional route, I ended up having um, my son, I got pregnant with my son near the end of my freshman year, had him during my sophomore year, was trying to juggle uh, working with this newborn child, with school, didn't work out, had to put that aside. Um, and so I focused more so on uh, getting a nine to five job and doing what I needed to do and putting all the entrepreneur stuff away. Um, then fast forward, I'm you know three kids in, I'm now married and all of a sudden my life just kind of like flips upside down when I found out that my husband uh, was unfaithful. And so almost seven years into our marriage, I found out that he's unfaithful and it totally rocks my world. Um, what I like to explain to people is like, I, it feels like you're in the matrix. Uh, and I don't know if you know that part where they give you the red pill. The red and the blue pill. Yeah, I don't know which pill it was, but I know I just took a pill. And here I am, you know, in the midst of my new reality. And so from there, you know, I, I'm crushed. The rug was pulled from underneath me. Uh, all I know was like, this is my new reality. And, you know, what are you going to do with it? So I spent the next like two years trying to just pick myself up, try to get myself off the ground um, and just live. But it, it, it really was a struggle to just go from day to day and live. And then finally, I was in that last year, I finally decided that I'm going to take my life back. Like nothing concerning my life had gone the way that I needed it to or how I felt like it should. And I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, I, I'm still married. I still, you know, of course, have my children, but it gave me like a new lease on life. With that, um, I said, hey, I'm going to start a business. And so I put my life on hold all of those years because I, you know, wanted to be that wife. I wanted to be that, you know, that person who did everything right. And, you know, I tried so long to keep it all together and to, I don't want to say make it seem like I, you know, had a perfect life because I didn't. Mm -hmm. But finally, I mean, you just have, you end up saying, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't continue having this mask and, you know, have this pretty perfect face, you know, have this beautiful body, have all the right things, you know, hair is done, makeup is done, you know, ooh, look at me, I'm a wonderful wife, ooh, I'm a wonderful friend, you know, all of these things. And behind this mask was this ugly, ugly person. And not to say that what was going on, you know, with me, like I was an ugly person. 
but what I was dealing with was ugly and I could no longer manage to keep that mask on like it that my arm was getting too heavy to hold it in front of my face right because it was a pretty outlook but everything on the, and behind that just needed some work so I get it yeah yeah I, and it was ugly and it took something super ugly in order for me to recognize that you know what I, I can't do anymore like I really have to I have to drop the act and it, I don't feel like I was necessarily being phony. I, I just did not necessarily understand that like, I did not have to have the facade or the mirage that people expected of me. And I don't even know if it was more so what people expected of me versus where I expected to show in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I had to let it go. So what do you think made you finally decide, okay, I'm going to let this go. I'm just going to be myself and I'm going to start going after those things that I want. What do you think made you decide it's going to, I'm going to change now? So I don't know if it was one event. I don't know if it was a conglomerate of things. What I do know is one day I found myself, you know, just like, this is not what I want for myself. And it's either now or never. And it's okay if you have, you know, that realization at 26, 36, mm -hmm. 56, 76. It doesn't matter when you have it, just as long as you, you know, do something with it. And I can't tell you the moment that it was, but I do know, I said, this is not what I want for my life. Like, this is not what I want for my life. And I can't depend on other people to do it for me. So, you know, I, you know, my husband, as much as I love him, he failed. Bottom line, he failed. Right. My kids, they're kids. They're, you know, they're only going to be here, what, until 18, maybe 26, 27. I don't know what kind <laughs> of plan, you know, people's kids are, you know, right now. For mine, we're going to figure out what happens. But either way, eventually they're going to leave. And, you know, all these people that I utilize to kind of fill the void, I, I recognize that they're only human. And they're all fighting their own different battles and they're not going to be able to supply, you know, the void that I, that I had inside. And so uh, I, I also say like, I, I have no choice but to add Jesus into this. And, you know, I, I recognize that once he took everything away from me, it's just like, okay, now, now, Sean, what are you going to do? Right. You, <laughs> do? you have to figure something out, but no longer are you able to figure this out on your own. And so I had no choice but to rely on God, my faith, and, you know, just really listen to his voice to see what the next step of my life was. And so, uh, again, it wasn't, it wasn't this, you know, I rose out of bed and I looked up and I was like, oh my God, you know, what a wonderful day. Let's start your life over. It, it wasn't that. It was a lot of different things that contributed to it. Um, but before I knew it, you know, I'm starting businesses. And that's <laughs> what happened for me. Oh, I love it. Because one of the Queen Bay Gold guys is because I when I did the podcast last season, I went from the bottom to the top. But the number one is God first, because I had to put him first, like put everything else aside and start listening to him, start paying attention to him, because he's going to tell you where it is he wants you to go. Sometimes he's going to push you because you're not listening. But at some point when you get back to him, then he's going to tell you, OK, this is what you are meant to be doing. So I love that you said that. Yeah, and it's um, it's very interesting. I didn't know that that was, you know, one of the principles that you had. But um, for me, like I said, one of the four businesses that I have, um, I'm a co-curator of Lips Coffee Jesus, 
which is a coffee and tea business, and it's also um, a podcast. And Lipstick Coffee Jesus, honestly, was one of the things that gave me the confidence to do other things. Oh, and so um, it's a business that I have with my best friend, and she and I, we would have conversations over the years um, in my living room over coffee or tea, and finally mm -hmm. we, we decided, you know, let's take these, these things that we are going through and let's share them with other people because I'm pretty sure that there's other people who are going through. And that gave me the confidence to start all these other businesses. And what I will say is, you know, so often people tell women and not just, you know, not just women of color, but all women that we can only do a certain amount of things. Right. Like there's no way that you can go to school and have a job and run a family and, you know, run a food truck. There's no way that you can do that. And, you know, I'm really here to dispel that myth that, you know, through God, anything is possible. Like you can do these things. It's just going to take a lot of God. And it's going to take a lot of time management, <laughs> but you can do it all. And I'm, you know, I'm here to say that you can, like you can recover from, you know, that things that you thought that you would never be able to recover from. You know, you can write those books. You can start that podcast. You can work a nine to five job. You can have multiple businesses. And guess what? You can still maintain who you are while doing all of it. Um, it's just that you don't have to, you know, fall into that facade or that mask of what other people think that you should be. Be yourself while doing it. And if you happen to make mistakes, if you happen to fall, if you happen not to do it the way that everyone on Instagram and the influencers do it, like, it's okay. If you don't have that, you know, that great podcast or that pretty picture, it's okay, you know, but you still can do it all. Yes, I love that you said that because a lot of us or a lot of people are living through that Instagram life where they're only showing you all the good stuff. And when all the bad stuff is happening, you know, you don't see that on Instagram. All you're seeing is all that they're putting out for you to see. It, you know, it's a very interesting. I had a conversation with my sister um, within the last few days. And so she is kind of, she's younger than me. She's about almost 10 years younger than me. And she's kind of going through this um, midlife, midlife crisis. And so like, she's of course nowhere near 50. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near 50. Quarter but, crisis, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. And so she is kind of like looking at everything in her life and she's just like, okay, oh my God, what are we going to do next? And so, you know, she went through all of the things that she's experienced and like what she, you know, plans to, you know, do going forward. And to be honest, she has no idea. And so she was like, so I asked her, I said, so what are all everyone else doing, you know, who's your age? And she's like, oh, well, they're buying houses and cars and they're going back to school and they're working this and working that. And I said, okay, so where do you fall in that category? She was like, well, I have, you know, two degrees. I'm working on my third. And she was like, but nothing around me is stable. And so I, you know, I didn't tell her this, but I was sitting there doing, you know, a session because, you know, I was coaching her. She gets free coaching from me. <laughs> I, I'm thinking to myself while I'm coaching her, you know, wow, do I really know anyone who completely has it together? And so I'm looking at people who are around her age and people who are around my age. And yes, on like you said, on social media, it looks like they have it all together. Their highlight reel is banging. But then when you look behind it and you know some of the stories that are going along with these highlight reels, um, it's not as good as it seems. And, you know, it's really unfortunate that we have to kind of put that out there, like the great things, like, you know, 
hey, my family went to the Grand Canyon. We had a wonderful time. But then the husband is abusive. And I've seen that uh, even today. Someone put that out there. You know, they work a wonderful job, receive a wonderful pay. But then they're sending something to, you know, our group saying, hey, I need prayer because my husband is abusing us. And so it, it would be amazing if we could just drop the facade and really be who we are and get what we need instead of feeling like we have to patch all of these things together to create a perfect masterpiece. Right, I love that you said that. So if there is somebody who is in a similar situation where they're just, they're still in the Instagram high life where they're just doing all the great things or showing you all the great things, but behind the scenes, it's like, it's a mess. What advice would you give them to start being themselves, start showing up as themselves and not being, not hiding all that stuff? I would have them ask themselves, like, really, what is it going to take in order for you to be comfortable with putting, you know, the real stuff out there? I'm not saying, you know, to, you know, shout to the world all the messiness that's going on in your life. That's not necessarily, you know, going to do anything or, you know, benefit anything. But, you know, do it strategically almost. Like, what are you, what are you doing in your life? What's not going right? And how can it benefit somebody else? Because you would be surprised how many people, you know, jump into my DMs, into my, you know, email inbox, and then on my website, saying, hey, I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. Look, I, you know, I put out there that me and my husband that we're going, you know, that we look great. But then, you know, in my inbox, I'm seeing that it's otherwise. And so, you know, it, it's okay to be who you are. Like it, it really is, you know, but if that's something that people have to, you know, determine in themselves that they're willing to, to put that out there. You know, and it, it, it really is. What is it going to take? And then also, how much energy is it going to take from you to, you know, put up this this pretty picture versus put out there, you know, the unedited film? Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes more energy to be perfect than it does to just be who you are. And, you know, what I will say is I'm, I'm more confident with that. Like today, and here's a moment of honesty and transparency. Before this, uh, before this session, I said to myself, okay, you have makeup over there that you have. <laughs> are you going to put on makeup for this or are you going to go as is? And, you know, and even this morning I said, all right, are you going to straighten your hair? Or are you going to go natural? Like, these are the conversations that I had with myself. And I said, okay, first of all, we're not doing anything with our hair. We'll just go do this. And then the right. other thing, I said, yeah. Second thing was like, I said, no, no makeup. The only thing that I have on right now is lipstick. Mm-hmm. Simply because it's on brand. Oh, lipstick, you know, <laughs> coffee and Jesus. That's it, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and, and feel bad about whether or not I had time to put on lip gloss or, you know, no, no. Be who you are and then be okay with that. Yes, and I love that you share your story in your book, Do It Differently. So can you tell us a little bit about your book and who you want to read it? Sure. So Do It Differently um, is called A Memoir-Style Devotional of the 30 Lessons Learned from My Husband's Infidelity. And so with infidelity, <clears throat> it, it is normal for whoever is experiencing it or the betrayed person, mm-hmm. you know, to feel like they did everything wrong. And what I will say is no, 
you know, this was not your fault. But what I will say is in the aftermath, like after the dust settled and everything hit the fan, um, I did a lot of things wrong. And it wasn't just my husband. You know, I, I will never um, accept responsibility for what he did. But I do accept responsibility for some of the things that I did afterwards. And I'm still experiencing the long-term effects of some of the decisions that I made. And so um, do it differently is one to get those who have experienced infidelity and betrayal to understand, you know, that there is life after this. Uh, you know, after all, I started four businesses, so you still can recover, you know, you still can get through these things. You you don't allow, you know, the things or the circumstances that you have experienced to determine where you're going and where you're going to end. And I made that determination. I wanted to take the mistakes that he made and the mistakes that I made and to prevent others from make, walking in that same journey and in that same light. Um, because you don't have to. Some people do have to learn by experience. But for those who don't want to learn by experience, I put it in the book. And so that's what Do It Differently is about. It's not only honestly for those who've experienced the betrayal, but it also helps the betrayers to understand what the process is for someone who's going through this. So a big question that I know a lot of the listeners are going to ask is, you know, how do you stay after something like that? Oh, goodness. So I wish that I had this wonderful and pretty answer. But at the end of the day, it really is a, a decision between you and God. So I'm not gonna, um, you know, come on here and preach doctrine or anything like that. Whatever works for you and for your church and whatever you believe, you have to go with that. But what I will say is you have to be, you have to know what God has for you. And so I have no choice, whether it be in business or personal areas to really, you know, look to God for the things that work for me in my life. And I'll be honest, I wanted to leave. According to the Bible and scripture, I had every right and reason to do it. But I will say that I felt like, and even uh, with my pastors, God blessed them for, you know, walking us through this. But, you know, if it wasn't for them and really my relationship with God, I probably would have left. But now that I'm on the other side, like I see that there was purpose in all of it. I never would have written this book. You know, I, never, I would never would have been able to help others who are going through this. You know, those who are contacting me in secret, like I never would have been able to do that. And I will say that we have an audience, you know, to show people like there really is life after it. Do I condone infidelity? Absolutely not. You know, and if, if it's not for you to stay, it's not for you to stay. My uh, pastor's godmother used to say that all marriages weren't built in heaven. And I was long enough to see that that's true. But for us, you know, it, it is for us to stay together. It is for us to work through these things. And one of the things that I didn't say earlier is now we have a YouTube channel. And we also have like our own Instagram and Facebook pages where we put the stuff out there. It's called Life Unaltered with the Karawas. We put our stuff out there. Like we're not hiding behind you know, this false sense of perfection, you know, and it is our help and, you know, it's our uh, mission and it's our hope that others will do the same, that will stop, you know, lying about the things that we're going through and really do it, you know, put those things out there tastefully, that way others can grow and learn. Good, I like that. You have to send me that because you didn't put that in the links because I didn't say I, <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't expecting to talk about it. <laughs> you know, it, it's out there. 
Okay, so I'll definitely go check it out. So you also have a journal, which I want to mention because I was just doing a journaling exercise. I have on my um, YouTube channel, 21 Days of Habits, and I was doing a journaling exercise, which took me way too longer than it was supposed to, <laughs> just because it was. I was trying to do that habit along with another habit at the same time, so it just got stretched out beyond 21 days. So tell us about your journaling book, because I'm pretty sure that if I had something like that, it wouldn't have taken me more than 21 days. Yeah, so um, my journal is called Starting With Me, 100 Declarations and Affirmations for My Life. And so what that is, is honestly utilizing the power of writing down things down and the power of speaking them into existence. And so what it's not, it's not one of those journals where, you know, I give you 100 affirmations and declarations. It really puts the onus on the writer. Okay. And so I, I fill it out just like everyone else. Um, but what it does is it gives you 10 different areas of your life where you're able to write down, okay, this is what I want to see for myself. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, that's what I had to do. And again, that's one of the things that I learned from my, um, my pastors was the power of writing things down and then speaking it. So the Bible says to write the vision and make it plain mm -hmm. and it's, you know, run with it. And then in addition to that, you know, in the book of Genesis, it talks about how the Lord spoke the world into existence. And so it's two powerful things put together, writing things down and then speaking it afterwards. And I will be honest, like before I had my businesses, of course, I didn't have this, but I had it written down and I would, you know, verbalize the things that I wanted to see. And now I'm seeing it happen. Um, and that's why it's so important to be careful about the things that we say, you know, be, being careful about, you know, oh, well, my business is going to be in the negative next month because it doesn't seem like we have what we need. Or, you know, my child will never, you know, amount to anything because he's just like his dad. Or, you know, it, it always seems like my car is breaking down just when I don't need it. Like, you have to be careful about the things that you say and even the things that we write because it has so much power attached to it. And it's not even just a, a, a biblical thing. Like you see a lot of, well, it is a biblical thing, but you know, even the world has attached itself to it. There's so many self-help help books out there, you know, so many different journals that aren't biblically you know, sound or what have you, because everybody understands that it's really, really important to be careful. Like, why do you think they have these vision board parties? because it's power in the things that we put out there. And so with this, I not only want people to write it down in those different areas, but I want them to speak it. And then there's a place in there for a date. So it has today's date mm -hmm. and then it also go back. And when it happens, write the manifestation date down. I and love so that. I'm filling it out just like anyone else who's purchased it. Oh, I love it. So how can we find more Sean K? Where can we find you online on your socials? Sure. So on Facebook, my personal page is um, Sean Karawa. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at I underscore am underscore Sean K um, or www.seankcollective.com. Lipstick Coffee Jesus is on the same, you know, it's the same everywhere. So they can find me anywhere. I'm pretty easy to reach. And, you know, I will never put people's business out there. If you need me, Come find me and we'll walk through it all together.
I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with our audience. You guys can find all the links in the description and I'm going to go look for the YouTube channel as well. And we're going to add that in there because I want to see what's going on. <laughs> well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. You guys, this was a great episode. Make sure that you go back and listen again because I'm sure you're going to catch more gems every time that you listen to it. I know I do. So make sure that you come back for the next episode. We have more great guests coming and thank you for listening to the Drop In Inspiring Act podcast. You have been listening to another episode of Drop the Aspiring Act. If you're looking for more information on this podcast and other episodes, please visit queenbaygoals.com. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-A-E-G-O-A-L-S.com. All right, y'all. I'll see you in the next podcast.